Oh my god, guys. We're back. We're back. Sorry we were away, but now if we're back. If you even noticed. You might not have. Uh, Nebraska Roy noticed. He did, and that was nice. So He texted one, me. It's nice to know that if both of us died... It would, after a few weeks. Yeah, after a few weeks, <laughs> someone would go, "Hey, what? Where did they go? What happened to those guys?" Like just a passing, like, "Huh? Well, they're they're gone right now. That's weird." So it's nice to know that that's going to happen if yeah. we die. Yeah, that someone will, you know, absentmindedly mm-hmm. remember our existence. The question is, who would notice first, Nebraska Roy or our wives? Like, let's say we're in a terrible hang gliding accident. We don't know. Are I we mean, tandem hang gliding, Nathan? Is that what yeah. we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's we like, would. You, we would. It's like sea doos You know how you, two people on a sea doo one person drives, the other person holds on around the waist? Is that like a wave runner? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I chose the name brand. Okay. Okay. Come on. Um, we hang glide like that. Yeah. I hang glide, you hold on to my waist. That's how it would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And in this scenario, we just crash right into the side of a building. Okay. We're, we're urban hang gliding? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not good at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never done it. I don't know where you go. So we pick up some, we, we jump off of some hill mm-hmm. in a cityscape. Exactly. Okay, I gotcha. Um, we, we crash into the building. Yeah. We're dead. We're dead. Because we were going fast. Like, I don't know how fast you normally go when you're hang gliding. I'll say... 250 miles an hour. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is how fast we were going. Yeah. And after three weeks, Nebraska Roy would be like, hey, we might want to look for these guys. They were talking about tandem hang gliding. Oh, man. And our wives would go, oh, yeah, I forgot about those guys. That's why the house has been so clean. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. They might notice before he did, but they wouldn't be overly concerned right yeah it just seems like i mean they're probably just off tandem hang gliding again <laughs> it happens <laughs> happy accidents so welcome back to sushi jackknife it is entirely well it's not really my fault that we've been gone it's it's life's fault yeah that life we've happens been gone. life happened i think we might have mentioned it briefly before but my wife broke her ankle and I don't know if I told you all, but she broke it real good. In she, a tandem hang gliding accident. accident yes. Yeah, yeah. With your wife. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's this thing we do. My wife was unscathed. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Amazingly. It turns out if you wear your protective gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had ankle braces on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so she broke it real bad uh, in a domestic um, uh, function. She was taking the recycling out. I, and I'm glad you clarified that because I was... Violence? It it started to sound like we were going to have to worry about the podcast being broken up at any point in time by cops. Yeah, 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 yeah. but that's not going to happen. Just wanting to question you. Right. I've seen Law & Order SVU. I know how it works. <laughs> she was taking the recycling out the day after Earth Day, like a good human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she slipped and fell and broke all the bones that make up the ankle. She has 
I think, 10 screws in there. Two plates. One of her bones was in three pieces. It was bad. It was one of the worst breaks they've seen in a while. How said. many bones are in the ankle? I think there's like three that go down and make it up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Something like that. Yeah. That's a lot of breaking. That's a lot of breaking. So, uh, of course, we have a child, so I've been, you know, doing everything that needs to be done. And um, uh, it's been, you know, this week, I feel strangely at peace with everything. But the last couple weeks have been like, you know, right. screaming inside. Hectic. Yeah. Hectic. Hectic. And now you're strangely Hectic. at peace, which is... Acceptance. It's kind of what um, people say right before they die. Yeah. I don't... I'm not projecting anything here on you. I don't... I'm just saying every... Again, I've seen Law & Order SVU. <laughs> All of those shows, anyone on their deathbed feels at peace. So you want to go hang gliding this weekend? Yeah, man. Okay, great. Let's do it. Well, that's why we've been gone. We're back. There's no reason for you to think that we're going away by any means. I am so dedicated to this Uh that it is game five of the Stanley Cup finals tonight. Indeed. Um, By the time you hear this, you will know the score. I don't know what's happening at all right now because I'm not watching it. And it's a particularly auspicious time for hockey being in the town that we're in. Yeah. Because one of our teams, one of our teams, our yes. team, the, the Nashville predators. Yes. Those, the yeah. predators, the Nashville sexual predators mm-hmm. are, um, well, I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say that of them. I don't have anything to back that up. Um, <laughs> you're going to get, get sued. <laughs> yeah. And every, the, the atmosphere in this town is insane right now. It really around is. hockey. And, um, I don't want to say anything disparaging, about them because I might get mobbed. It's legitimately. It's crazy right now in general. It is. We were just talking about this because so every time there's a hockey game, yes, instead of people sitting at home and watching it in the comfort of their own living rooms mm-hmm. on their couch, right, relaxing, listening to the NBC announcers, going, "Why would you say that, NBC announcers?" Because they say a lot of dumb things. <laughs> instead of doing that, there are thousands of people who are just standing in the street over by the arena watching it on a large uh large screen that's true even if the game's not here yep tonight the game is in pittsburgh thousands of people downtown that's right that's right they've they've shut down an entire street for this to happen and the cma fest yes country music awards yes yeah um is also happening right now. Yes. Like, tonight's the first night. Correct. So, I'm assuming it's chaos down there. There are a million people Yeah, downtown Not right to now. mention, those are just two crowds that I would not think could mesh very well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does, I could be wrong. Does any crowd mesh well with country music fans? I'm... Trump rally. Trump, Trump rallies, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Which we've depending, also had. Depending on the country musician, I'm sure that a white supremacist rally would feel comfortable. You put that so so properly. Well, I don't let me let me say it like this. I don't feel like a white supremacist <laughs> rally would be a big say Keith Urban fan. No, no, no. 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 They're not going to to love Darius Rucker for sure. Uh, doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I would I would venture a guess that <laughs> they would say that someone should take country music back from him. 
very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though he's he hasn't been dominating right. it. But Toby Keith, I'm sure they'd feel at home at a Toby Keith concert. I imagine they would. I imagine they that's would. nothing against Toby Keith. Well. I mean, I have a lot of issues with Toby Keith, but that's not one. I don't think he's a white supremacist. (laughs) No, 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 no. I just think white supremacists probably love Toby Keith. Yeah, it's one of those problems that you didn't mean to bring on yourself, but somehow it just all, it just came together that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that he, before every concert, looks out there and goes, oh, no, more white supremacists. (laughs) Uh, but I mean, he still has to pay or go play. He got he got money for the concert. Oh you know? yeah, he has to do it. You can't just blow off the concert because you don't like the people in the audience. Do you also, do you ever think that Toby Keith thinks, "Oh man, look at all those white people out there, man"? I just can't relate to them anymore. <laughs> I I really want to do a soul record. You know, I want to do a, I want to do a reverse Charlie Pride where he was a black man singing country music and then he did mm-hmm. a soul record. Mm-hmm. I want to be a white man who wants to do a soul record but has been doing country but wants to do soul. I I like to think he sits backstage and just goes, "Man, you got you guys heard the new Kendrick? New Kendrick Lamar? Oh, that's good stuff." It's I, I really I can relate to his plight. <laughs> <laughs> It's either that or he goes, sits back there and goes, you got a friend in me <laughs> with his little Woody doll and his little Buzz Lightyear He probably, doll. honestly, probably just sits backstage in a fetal position going, how did my life become this? <laughs> <laughs> how? What how? did I do wrong somewhere along the line for this to be what I'm doing now? Right now, the trend in this town is for every marginally successful country singer to open a hockey talk bar. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm waiting for the Toby Keith bar. He well he has a a bar in Vegas. Does he real? I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. That's interesting. I know I've seen it somewhere. You sure it's not in Reno? Well, it's you know what? It's not. It's in uh. There was one in Kansas City. Oh, it's part of a uh, Harrah's Casino chain. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you, you come from a good town, Nathan, Kansas well, City. I like it, to think so. It's one. It's a town with one of the best songs. Which one? Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. I mean, they got some crazy little women there, and I'm going to get me one. They're, they're that's pretty good. A handful of Kansas City. Songs, oh, sure, so. but that's a good one. Yeah, the Fats Domino version, mm-hmm. dynamite, fantastic. I, I'm for it. So nothing happened today. Nothing. There was no news today. <laughs> nothing has happened in the last three weeks. Nothing has happened at all. Um, Politically, I if I remember the news correctly, roughly around the time. We recorded last. Trump was going on his first international trip. That is correct. And he went there, mm-hmm. and every country embraced him. He didn't offend anyone. And he came back, and everything has been very peaceful since then. That sounds right. Nothing weird has happened. Not a thing. And good night. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, more accurately, he went to Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. sucked a lot of dick, yeah. held an orb, uh-huh. uh, confused... <laughs> Confused Israel is not part of the Middle East. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, tweeted out some crazy word that looks like coffee, but it ain't. Uh, Kofifi. 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 Have we decided on a pronunciation of Kofifi? That's how I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> My, you know what the best thing about that is? And this is just Trump in a nutshell. No, this is Trump in a the, nutshell. The, the, the tweet that this was in said, the mainstream media news Kofifi. 
C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Now, clearly, he meant to type coverage and something happened. Uh Uh-huh. And that, I mean, any other person (laughs) would just delete the tweet and go on their way. Correct. Donald Trump, (laughs) (laughs) however, several hours later, when he realizes he left that there, says on Twitter, those who need to know what kufifi means (coughs) will know what it means. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. <laughs> well, that's Don't it. pretend you did it on purpose. <laughs> that's exactly the thing with him. He says something stupid. Yeah. Uh, sees the reaction to it mm-hmm. and, and then staunchly defends what yeah. he said. Yeah. Yeah. He, he could have just gone, yeah, didn't realize that went out there. And everyone would go, oh, okay. That We're mean, done with that now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot to make fun of. When someone accidentally tweeted something that doesn't mean anything. But when they pretend they purposefully tweeted out something that doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> I love how to, you know, it was deleted pretty quickly. Yeah. Once it got attention. Yeah. No one seems to to think that people aren't just going to screenshot that shit in this oh, day and age. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's, I have a screenshot of it. Yeah. Instantly. Right? I, I read that and went, I don't know what this is. Screenshot. Screenshot. <laughs> They're probably going to delete that. Boom. Um, today, today, Nathan. Today, Thursday, uh, June the eighth. Yes, twenty seventeen. In the year of our Lord, twenty seventeen. The year of our something. Um, one James Comey testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo Comey. Jimbo. That's. I feel like. Everyone's calling him James Comey, and it's getting a little old yes. hearing his name. Sure. But Jimbo makes him sound like a, a fun-loving FBI director. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he was... Uh, I'm Jimbo. <laughs> ...good friends with uh, George W. <laughs> Who he said, you know, he said he actually had nice uh, relations with today. Well, of course. I don't... The thing is, everyone yeah. had to have had decent relations with George W. Because he's not a terrible person to be around i would no, assume i don't think so yeah. he seems friendly enough yeah just very bad at his job you know somehow uh one barack hussein obama and one george walker bush never did anything that prompted one jimbo comey no. to write something down no um but that's also because they're less sketchy uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching the um and you could have watched it in several places today. It was everywhere. NPR was streaming it. Washington Post was streaming it. Everywhere was streaming it. CNN was streaming it, and they actually took off their paywall really? on their app so you could watch it for oh, free that's all that's fantastic. Way to go. I'm going to applaud CNN for that decision. Yeah, sure. And I'm sure if you were watching Fox, you could have watched other people misinterpret what was happening <laughs> while it was happening. Oh, do. Did Roger Ailes die before we recorded, or at, did we talk about the death of Roger Ailes? I don't know. Well, I think we might have. All I have to say is, some people, it's okay when they die. Um, <laughs> you can quote me on that. I, I just assume that it's because Bill O'Reilly was his life force. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly gets fired, he says, I have nothing left. And then he just... Mm-hmm. I'm at peace now. Right. And yeah. Like like previously mentioned, just goes away in his deathbed. The best thing about Roger Ailes dying is it made Chris Cornell dying a little bit easier. 
You know how everyone talks about um, celebrities dying in threes? Yeah. Do they get to be in the same three? Those two people? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, they're, like, technically they're both famous, and they both died. Right. At the same time. Do you have to have two sets of three? Because I don't feel like they could coexist in the same set of three. There's got to be circles, (laughs) right? It's like on Google and your circles. Right. I don't know if anyone does that. They're, I don't do that. But. They're not in the same circle. Circles. Yeah. 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 Um, so Comey testified today, um, <laughs> among other things, in front of a very confused John McCain. Yes. Oh. Well, John McCain. Okay. So John McCain made me very happy. President Comey. <laughs> because he... <laughs> I was reading Twitter earlier, and John McCain, after all of this... It's the opposite of the Kofifi yes. situation. Here. Yes. Uh-huh. Tweeted, uh, it seems like some people may have gotten the wrong idea from what I was asking during the thing. I guess that's the last time I stay up late to watch the Diamondbacks. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Like, come on, John McCain. Come on, John McCain. We all know you're old. You've been doing this for a zillion years, you know? Um <clears throat> Former FBI Director James Comey said Thursday, that's today, he helped reveal details of his private conversations with President Trump because he thought doing so would spur the appointment of a special counsel to investigate the administration. A remarkable admission showing the degree of concern he had about both Russian interference with U.S. politics and his doubts about the Justice Department's ability to probe such activity. From Delvin Barrett and Ellen Nakashima at the Washington Post. There you go. There you go. That I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know right there. Seven takeaways from Comey's extraordinary testimony. And, and you know what? Watching it today, I guess it was, I was distracted quite a bit. I was trying yeah. to pay attention, but... I was working at the same time I listened. Right. And eventually I just had to turn it off because you can only hear someone say, I don't feel comfortable answering that in an open session. So many times before you're like, okay, they're not going to answer anything in the open session. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're all watching it, but, um, you know, and, 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 and the media is, is making something of it as they should. Right. I I guess I don't understand a hundred percent how everything works. So people are going to see things that I don't see. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, would I have loved to have been a fly on the wall at one o'clock today when they all had had lunch and they got back together privately? Yeah. Yes, I would have. Well, and um, already stuff has come out of that. Is that right? Because yeah. prior to that, I was hearing that uh, I was hearing reporters saying, oh, "Can we expect any leaks from this private meeting? Probably not right away. Maybe in a week." But um, Comey, according to CNN, yeah, and I. I would really like to know where <laughs> where these leaks are. Like, I, I know that the Republicans are all upset about the leaks. Yeah. I'm not even upset. I'm just curious, because this is a very closed session. Yeah. And someone from the session came to CNN and said that Comey told the senators that Jeff Sessions might have met Russia's ambassador a third time. Oh, man. So. <laughs> That's new to me. Wow. So. Wow. Eh, I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's only a handful of people it could have been because he only met with uh, with the intelligence committee. Yeah, it, I mean, it could have been John McCain. It's probably John McCain. Could, he probably it, wandered yeah. out and went, "Man, you wouldn't believe what they were talking about in there." <laughs> I don't think it was Diane Feinstein. <laughs> just saying. Uh, 
Could have been Marco Rubio, but I doubt it. Um, Marco Rubio, I feel like if there's any Republican who's going to push for impeachment at some point, it's Marco Rubio. Just out of spite. Yeah. He's still very mad about the little Marco comments. Right, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. There you go. Uh, Seven takeaways from Comey's extraordinary testimony about what Trump told him to do. Number one, this is Amber Phillips, Washington Post. Comey is pretty sure Trump inappropriately interfered with the in the investigation, but Trump didn't ask the FBI, FBI to drop it entirely. Um, the way Comey understood his conversations with the president, Trump asked Comey for three things. One, his loyalty while appearing to threaten his job security. Hmm. Dubious. Mm-hmm. Two, to, quote, lift the cloud, unquote, of any perception that the president was under investigation. Three, to drop the FDI's investigation of into Trump's fired National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn. This is a quote from Comey. The ask was to get it out that I, the president, am not personally under investigation, Comey said. But Comey testified Trump did not ask him to drop the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the broader investigation. He didn't come right out and say it. However... He, um, he he implied it pretty strongly, it appears. Uh, that's the first takeaway, Nathan. Yeah. The second takeaway is Comey thinks the president is a liar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, will, I will have more to st- say on this. Okay. Just I'm gonna read you. I'm just going to read you the quote. Oh, go for it. From Comey. Uh, I was honestly concerned he might lie about the nature of our meeting. This is the meeting where he's alone with the president, mm-hmm. Comey said, as to why he left Trump Tower hopped in an FBI car, opened a laptop, and started writing down every detail he could recall about his first meeting with the president. The quote continues. It led me to believe that I gotta write it down, and I gotta write it down in a detailed way, ellipses. I knew that there might come a day where I might need a record of what happened, not just to defend myself and the FBI and the integrity of our situation and the independence of our function. There you go. Comey also said the president lied about why he fired him. The administration then chose to defame me and, more importantly, mm-hmm. the FBI by saying the organization was in disarray and that it was poorly led, that the workforce had lost confidence in his leader. Those were lies, plain and simple. So all of this has um, played into my new theory. I have a new theory about this whole Russia thing. All right, let's hear it. My new theory is Donald Trump didn't do anything okay with russia okay his people maybe did something with russia donald trump however is so concerned about how his people look okay okay that even though he did nothing with russia he has now done something that is an impeachable offense (laughs) right trying to cover up Something someone else might have done that he doesn't really even know if they did, but he doesn't like it. Okay. And so... Okay. Now now we have this entire mess. Okay. All right. I mean, I... I, I don't think, based on the things he's said, because I feel like at this point he would have slipped up and gone, yeah... I mean, I I worked with Russia. I mean, it's not like a big deal, guys. It's not illegal. I think he would Is have. It? <laughs> I I think he would have slipped up and said that. I think he probably knows now at this point. Yeah. Who has done things? Yeah. But most most of this reaction is him just going, "No, I mean, I don't want people investigating my people," and then he interferes with an FBI investigation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, do you think it's do, is worse? <laughs> do you think it's that, or do you think as a caveat to what you just said, mm-hmm. do you think it's that he unwillingly did some things that were unwittingly, I should say? Well, did some things that are illegal. That's what I'm saying. I don't think okay. he directly did it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think his campaign might have. Yeah. I think his people definitely were being shady. Yeah. I think he is was so wrapped up. Yeah. In praise and adoration of his fans uh-huh. that he didn't care about any of the rest of the campaign stuff and he probably just set them loose could be I and mean, didn't do anything with the actual campaign aside from go out and go ah, hillary clinton emails you remember when we were all <laughs> we remember when a few years ago and everyone was calling um uh, oh my god who was running who was running against bush John Kerry. John Kerry, yeah. Remember when everyone was calling John Kerry a flip-flopper? Mm-hmm. Like, what well, the fuck anymore? You know? Do you remember when Bill Clinton got an impeachment? Yes. <laughs> because... For getting his Because dick he lied under oath. <laughs> right. And every right. single person here has lied under oath, and it's just like, yeah, okay. Yep. yep. I mean, they lied too, so whatever. Different times. I mean... <laughs> Here's the thing about what you just said, though, about your theory, right? This is the the crossroads that I keep coming to. Is he stupid? Or is he crafty? Willfully stupid. Willfully stupid? I think willfully stupid. I mean, I could accept willfully stupid. I think in situations like this, he has his team. He does, number one, he's lazy. Oh, he's absolutely lazy. He doesn't want to be involved in meeting Russian ambassadors, blah, 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 blah. That's boring. Uh-huh. Which he did right after he fired Comey, by the right. way. Right. Yeah. He, he only wants it if he's going to receive some sort of immediate praise and gratification for what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And so trying to work with a foreign government to throw the election is not going to get him praise. That's true. He doesn't get that immediate rush of someone saying, you're a neat guy, Donald. (laughs) Now, if Russia wanted to sway him, all they would have had to do is send uh, Kislyak to him and have him go, "Uh, Donald, you're pretty neat. That would have worked. And then he would have been like, yeah, I am pretty neat. Thanks. We should work together. Yeah. Do you want to be the Secretary of State? You can be the Secretary of State. But yeah, but I yeah. I do I'm starting to think during the campaign he didn't do anything directly himself. Mm-hmm. His campaign very very shady. Him as a human being willfully ignorant of the whole thing. He just wants red hats and and children saying um, very alarming, mildly racist things uh-huh. around him. Yep. He, that's what he wants. That's what he likes. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't throw your theory out entirely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the issue is he, he uh, definitely crossed several lines. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a situation where you can throw up your hands and be like, I didn't know. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not that situation. Whoa. Are you telling me they were working <laughs> with Russians? Wait, my son-in-law is setting up a back channel yeah. to the Kremlin? What? I, <laughs> I mean, that conversation, even if he, 
Kushner went to go tell him. Right. I assume that conversation went, hey, I'm trying to set up a back channel. Yeah, okay. I don't know what that means. Okay. Is that like a TV channel about are, backs? Are they wiretapping? Are they are they uh, wiretapping my microwave? Okay. Cool. <laughs> microwave. <laughs> so when I heat up a hungry man, which I do 17 times a day. He, he constantly has a plate of Totino's pizza rolls. That's why he was so concerned about the microwave thing. He just didn't want people to know that's what he was eating. <laughs> he orders a Big Mac at McDonald's, puts a Salisbury steak in it. It's a Saul's Mac. Saul's Mac. Saul's Mac. Saul's Mac. Trump. Um, <laughs> number three, the way Trump handled Comey's firing is what prompted Comey to speak out. Mm. Comey found out he was fired on television. Which is, regardless of whatever anyone says, just the the worst move. Like, it's the least classy oh, yeah. decision right there. Uh, 100%. <laughs> just text him. Uh, Comey said, I woke up in the middle of the night Monday thinking that there might be corroboration for our conversation, Comey testified. And my judgment was that I needed to get that out in the public square. So I asked a friend of mine to share the content of my memos with a reporter. Uh, Number four, Democrats are pretty sure Comey's firing is the key to what the president did wrong. Uh, number five republicans aren't really trying to defend the president uh as close as they got was one gop senator trying to argue that okay what trump did was wrong but is really obstruction but is it really obstruction of justice he said i hope when he asked you to drop the flint investigation this is senator james rich rich of uh, idaho a republican uh, and a Trump ally, this article says, you don't know of anyone that's ever been charged of hoping for something. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to play the semantics game now here. Semantics, big yeah. time. Uh, by the way, Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon has been fucking awesome. Uh, number six, Republicans are critical of why Comey didn't speak up sooner. Um, you can thank Susan Collins for that. And number seven, this is the seventh takeaway. No side comes off well in Comey's telling of events. To hear Comey tell it, when Republicans are in charge and the FBI was investigating Republicans, he was pressured by Republicans to shape the investigation. And when Democrats were in charge and he was investigating Democrats, he was pressured by Democrats to shape the investigation. This is new and significant. It suggests that no side was immune to meddling in the FBI's independent investigations. Which is why there needed to be... (laughs) An independent investigation. Uh, I I don't understand why any side was fighting that. Right. Because right. both sides have their little their little mitts in the cookie jar. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Bob Mueller, the special prosecutor? Everyone seems, the establishment people seem to like him he on both sides. seems okay. On both sides. I, I mean, I don't, I haven't looked too much into him, but you know what? He, uh, every, everything I've heard from both sides seems like they like him. Yeah. They chose him because he was liked on both, both sides of the aisle. Which is nice. It's nice to see that. It's nice to see that. They actually agreed on something one time. Right. Exactly. One time. (laughs) Um, what else have I got here, Nathan? There's so much. I mean, I'm, I'm digging. Look, I have, have, you have... A comical amount of paper. I do. It looks like Sean Spicer is going to come out 
and give some sort of press briefing, just motioning towards your stacks of papers <laughs> as a visual aid. From behind a bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Where has he gone? Again, he was around. Well, there was the lawyer today, right? Yeah. Well, to, and Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who we're going to get to. We, we will. Uh, she's on wanna, my bad list. I just want to quickly say, immediately following the hearing today, ah uh, yes, Trump's lawyer comes out, whose name I don't know. We'll call him Turd Bucket. <laughs> lawyer Turd Bucket comes mm-hmm. out. John Turd Bucket, <laughs> attorney at law. New Jersey. Um, He comes out and says, basically just contradicts everything that has just been said in this session under oath. Mm -hmm. Everything that's been said has been under oath in a public hearing. And he says, nah, none of that happened. He, everything he said, and I know you haven't watched Breaking Bad. I haven't. Or Better Call Saul. So this isn't going to mean anything to you. All right. But, um, Everything he said seemed very much like Saul Goodman, the slimy lawyer from the show, who is definitely working with, you know, like, the biggest meth dealer in the country and stuff like that. <laughs> like, just a very slimy lawyer who weasels his way around playing with words, going, oh, I mean, this. <laughs> it just seemed that way, you know? Question for you. Yeah. Unrelated. Yeah. To Breaking Bad? No. You want to talk about Breaking Bad? It's briefly. Is okay. Better Call Saul and a spinoff of Breaking Bad? Oh, where? What is wrong with you? Because I looked at Better Call Saul it's and I thought prequel. that looks cool. Oh, it's a prequel. Following oh. the character... Well, in that show, his name is Jimmy McGill. Okay. Before he becomes Saul Goodman, attorney at law. Wait a minute. It will explain it if you watch the show. Don't worry about it. But that's a big commitment. It. I don't know if we're going to do that. What, which which one? Watching either of those television shows. Do you like Bob Odenkirk? Um, I like his name. I've heard of him, but I don't know who he is. What What have you been doing? Is, with is he your an life? actor? Yeah. Okay. What he have I been the, doing? He was on the Mister Show with David Cross. Not in familiar in the first oh, okay. place. Sorry. You and David Cross. I know who David Cross is. Okay. He yeah. works with him. Okay. Sometimes. That's that's good. But also sometimes he plays a sleazy lawyer on TV. Okay. Not with David Cross. Okay. Separate from... Yeah. Okay. And then on a television show called... Which, I mean, he's on two. Oh. Better Call Saul, and he was on Breaking Bad. Oh, gotcha. Playing the same character. Better Call Saul is a prequel. Yeah. Okay. About him. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's all very interesting. That is interesting. You're missing the golden age of television. I know. All I'll come, of it. I'll come back to it. You're you're missing the golden age of television, and in ten years you're going to be like, oh, I watched Breaking Bad. It was great. That's gonna, exactly what's going to happen. We're going to be like, we all already knew that. Well, maybe we could start a podcast with a topic in ten <laughs> years where I watch it for the first time. We can watch a break or have a Breaking Bad podcast. Yeah, and we could get sponsored by I don't know, like whatever Casper turns into mm-hmm. in a hundred years. Casper two. Casper two, or like old Casper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> old Casper. All you millennials are old now. I'm going to talk to you on your retired medium of podcasting. Still like your mattresses coming in the mail? Old Casper. <laughs> mail? Know what that is? <laughs> old Casper. 
I'm going to sleep so good. Still downloading instead of streaming directly into your cortex? <laughs> Old Casper's for you. Yeah, that's us. That's what's going to happen to us. We're still going to average, you know, 15 fucking plays an episode. But you know what? In, uh, in 2020, 20, I don't know, 2072. I, um, I will have watched Breaking Bad, so I'll be all up on things. You will be the only person on the planet who has not watched it. That's fine. And then we can talk about it. It'll be new to me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be new to you, and everyone will, when you start talking about it, be like, this is... It it would be like if right now I started walking around going, guys, did you see the finale of Friends? <laughs> Ross and Rachel, am I right? You know, as of right now, I, I really prefer to watch... Um, uh, late 1980s episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's what's getting me to sleep at night these days, just so you know. No, like the last episode of Seinfeld, though. They all went to jail? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? Uh, the Trump effect. You know what the Trump effect is, Nathan, in this case? Uh, you turn orange and immediately make everyone want to vomit? There is that. Okay. There's also the effect of everyone's thinking of running for president. <laughs> uh, this was published on June 6th, a few days ago. Uh, when former Vice President Joe Biden announced a few days ago that he was setting up a new political action committee called American Possibilities, the political, wor- the political world read it as a signal that he's thinking of running for president in 2020. Then, The Rock got the same reaction when Hollywood's highest paid star... Wow, he's Hollywood's highest paid star. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, I mean, think about, I mean, he's Fast and the Furious, and then all of his that's other true. main starring vehicles. G.I. Joe and all mm-hmm. that business. Yeah. Uh, uh, they all make money. He told GQ magazine that, he, that running for office is a real possibility, though it's not clear what party, if any, he would claim. Uh, and Mark Zuckerberg is apparently thinking about running for president? I No. No, thanks. I I feel like he would end up in the Libertarian Party for some reason. Yeah, well, you know, him and his wife just set up this awesome, like, charity fund for people to go to college. Yeah. That's what he should be doing. Yeah. Like, let's, let's not take the guy who created a multi-billion dollar company because he didn't want to talk to people face-to-face <laughs> and put him up on the dais. I'm just saying... Oh, you know come I mean? on. You know you want to watch him try to talk to no. other world leaders. No, I don't. No, I don't. I know he's nothing like um, Jesse Eisenberg in The Social Network. Is like, he? he's really not is like that. Is he not like that? He's not that twitchy and weird. But all I can picture is Jesse Eisenberg just trying to talk to Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And just, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> twitchy and weird and we get nuked right away because they're like that guy's not there's no power anywhere there (laughs) exactly can we both agree that there's no reason to like jesse eisenberg yeah okay great um moving on um well there's oprah right oprah's a possibility and she would immediately get 98 percent of the female vote there you go and that'd be fine. I'm fine with an Oprah 98%. president. Ninety-eight percent. Fine with it. Fine with it. Our first one-name president. Mm-hmm. And then Madonna can run. 
Prince could have run, but they, the Illuminati killed him. Yeah. Uh, Don Fowler, a former Democratic National Committee chairman, said that everybody assumes that Trump will be dead meat by 2020. I think that is a fair... I don't know where he's a getting A fair that. point. A fair point. Um, he's going to be really shocked when 2020 rolls around and Trump's approval rating is 75%. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's not consider the possibility. It is going to be fun for us, I think, to watch the storm uh, for the Democrat Democratic nom- nomination. It is not. You don't think so? You no. You don't think it's going to be fun? Because it, I'll, I'll be honest, it has me a little worried. Okay. Well, um, yes. The people who could run, um, it's not it's not a great list. <laughs> And then at one point, someone, there was an article saying Hillary Clinton hadn't ruled out trying to run again, which is the worst idea ever. If you, yeah. if you, if you know anyone who knows anyone who knows Hillary Clinton, get them to make her not do that. That is right. I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know that the party would do that at this point. Oh, I would hope not. I would hope not. But, I mean, look at the list of people who... It's too... It's too dirty at this point. Like, it's too tainted. I mean, Uh, the list of people who could run. Yeah. Joe Biden has talked about it, but he's going to be too old. Really. Yeah, but people like Joe Biden. I would have voted for Joe Biden. I would vote for Joe Biden, yeah. But at that point, he's going to be, what, 73? Something like that. That's old. Yeah. Bernie Sanders, obviously, Um, no, not that, not, he's way too old. You know, a lot of people love Bernie, but I'm not necessarily on the Bernie train, to Um, be honest with you. Then look at the other strong Democrats you have that could run. Right. You got uh, Cory Booker. Cory Booker. No, mm, not voting well, for Cory Booker. He he would have been fine up until, you know, we all found out that he took money from yeah. Kushner's. I mean, yeah. I, let me say I would vote for Cory Booker solely because he's not Donald Trump. Yeah. Like if it's the two of them. Right. But against anyone else, no, I don't like Cory Booker. Okay. He's he's um he's no good. I don't have any problem with him other than that. He's he he reeks of desperation. Okay. That he's on a, every talk show to talk about every issue. Right. You can't be on every talk show to talk about every issue. Pick an issue. Um the one person I'm pushing for is Al Franken. Is he talking about running? There have been mentions. Really? He wrote a book. That's always That's a precursor. That's always a precursor. I'd vote Al Franken. I would, too. I like Funniest Al Franken. Funniest president ever. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be so down with that. Um, I just wanted to just to throw this out there. <clears throat> it's another article. Uh, the headline is, It's time to bust the myth. Most Trump voters were not working class. No. If you look at the numbers, during the primaries, Trump supporters were mostly affluent people. That continued. Uh, Trump voters weren't majority working class in the general election either. So, (laughs) I'm going to sum this whole article up in three sentences. We need to forget that narrative. And thank you, Nicholas Carnes and Noam Lupu, for that article. Because I. What was that last name? L U P U. Lupu? Lupu. I'm going to say Noam. I feel. I don't know what the product would be, but I feel like. Lupu would be a name of something I would buy at Bed Bath and Beyond. 
I think it's like a thing that you rub your body with to get the dead skin off. A lupu? Yeah. It's like a loofah, but it's, a lupu is like a step up from a loofah? I think so. Okay. I think so. Or it's, you know, artisanal or something. Yeah. Yeah. An artisanal lupu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't had one of those before? <laughs> you had a rant. Yes. As if this whole thing hasn't been a rant, but yes, a rant. No, so, and we talked about it earlier, James Comey, Jimbo. Jimbo. Our, our pal Jimbo. I'd like him to be my pal. Um, <laughs> I want to know his secrets. Said today that Trump is a liar. Yeah. I mean, in no uncertain terms, that's what he said. Indeed, yeah. he absolutely did. So, naturally, um, people had to respond to this, and they sent Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the Sean Spicer Light. <laughs> I guess we'll go with that. Diet 7-Up version. Yeah. Out to speak to the media. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, by the way, Mike Huckabee's daughter. I wondered. Yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't know. I thought wife, You know, maybe. because nepotism is... Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Nepotism's fun. Yeah. We like it. So. There was a time where I thought he was chuckle-worthy, but... Oh, he was chuckle-worthy. Yeah. But... He's, he seems like a pleasant guy, but I don't agree with him on anything. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, so... Sarah Huckabee Sanders went out, and in response to James Comey saying that Trump lied, and that the administration lied, said, I can definitely say the president is not a liar, and I think it's frankly insulting that question would be asked. Okay. Now, I don't know who you have to sell your soul to, to go out and on a daily basis have to say Donald Trump is not a liar— but by saying that, you have, in fact, become one of the biggest liars in the country. I, uh, just for fun, thought I'd run this down real quick here. Um, Donald Trump said at one point, China will be allowed to build hundreds of additional coal plants, but we can't because of the Paris Accord. That's a lie. Uh, he said, deal struck on his first foreign trip as president, made and saved millions of jobs. A lie. That's a lie. <laughs> he, he said uh, that the entire Russia thing is a made-up uh, made story that's an excuse by the Democrats for losing the election. Big lie. Big time lie. Giant lie. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats want billions to go to insurance companies to bail out donors. Lie. We, <laughs> we can go down this list all day long. There's 30 pages here oh my God. of lies. No administration has accomplished more in the first 90 days. Lie. Complete lie. All pipelines that are coming into this country from now on have to be made of American steel, except for the ones that, you know, you signed into law. Lie. Lie. <laughs> Maxine, uh, Maxine Waters, Waters. Um, everything he said about what she has said is a lie. Is a lie. All of this is a lie. Whether NATO is obsolete, lie. lie. He changed his mind three days later. The only <laughs> the only thing Donald Trump has ever not lied about was when he said being president was harder than he thought it would be. That was a moment of truth. That's yes. the one time yep. he has not lied. Saying he isn't a liar <laughs> is the most insane thing you can do. I would like Sarah Huckabee Sanders to go home. I'd like her to sit in a dark room pour herself a nice glass of wine oh. or knowing 
how the Huckabees roll. Right. A nice glass of tepid tap water. That sounds right. <laughs> Sit there in the dark room and just think about the decision she's made. They're not good. <laughs> she she has to go out and tell everyone that the president's not a liar and that the fbi agent who took notes because the president was a liar is lying about the president being a liar (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a weird weird loop (laughs) it's maddening it is maddening it's maddening i assume sean spicer didn't go out to do that because he looked at that and went oh i can't even say this one sarah (laughs) She'll say anything. She has no standards. Is that the worst person to be in the country right now? The person that won't do, that will do what Sean Spicer won't do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. worst. That's the worst. Being being Sarah Huckabee Sanders, it's just like sitting there waiting for Sean Spicer to get fired because he finally has reached his breaking point so that you can then walk into the pile of shit (laughs) that sean spicer has had to deal with for months months and months (laughs) it's all she wants it's all she wants is to go in front of the media and lie constantly day in and day out (laughs) it's not good you're a bad person sarah huckabee sanders (laughs) you're a bad human being (laughs) now dip your stale bread it just sit there in your dark room with your tepid tap water i hope I hope that she hears this podcast and knows how upset I am with her. Um, You've made me dislike your father even more just by being the way you are. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't do it. (laughs) Wouldn't we all love to say that about our children? Uh, I got one last thing. Is that the end of your rant? You good? (sighs) For now. Okay. Um, All right. I'll see if there's more. She's going to continue to be monitored closely by you. Uh, I can tell. Every time she comes out, you're like, oh, Sean Spicer wouldn't have said that. Okay. You're just here because Sean Spicer at some point went, no. This is too bad I really, for him. I quit. I quit everything. <laughs> Life is miserable. What did I do? Why am I here? I hate all of you. I legitimately <laughs> hope he does not kill himself. I, I do, too. Like, seriously. Yeah. Him or, well, I don't think Kellyanne will, but either of them. No, Kellyanne. Yeah. Kellyanne is like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but um, she's lived without a soul for so long that she doesn't even know she misses it. (laughs) (laughs) So one last thing from my chair. Uh, This is from NPR, not the Washington Post, surprisingly. On on purpose? Uh, Yeah. uh, Was it... Was it a link from a Washington it was Post not, article? It was something I to heard. To an NPR article. <laughs> no. It was something I heard on the radio, and I said, I gots to track that down. You gots to track it. Gots to. Okay. So thank you, Marilyn G. Wax. G-E-W-A-X. Yeah, I know. Trump administration names more former lobbyists with ethics waivers. So with everything else happening, let's not forget all the other shit that's happening. Yeah. Right? All right. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. There's enough happening without all the other shit. That's enough. There's a lot happening, and then also an alarming amount not happening. Yeah. Don't you want things to move faster? Well, I mean, there's also a lot of like, hey, you're supposed to have a cabinet by now. Why aren't right. you appointing people? There's a, bu- <laughs> a billion people you should have hired <laughs> that you haven't hired. 
Jared Kushner can't do all the jobs. That's right. Stop giving them to Jared. Find someone else. And we haven't even talked about pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement uh, Accords. We haven't talked about that at all. I mean, that's I'm sure huge. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has a nice big lie about that one. You know, Paris, just saying, haven't they always seemed a little off to you? <laughs> the French. The president would never pull out of the Paris Accord unless he had a good reason. In this case, they looked at him wrong. We don't like that here. America first. The president would never pull out of anything. (laughs) Ever. That's why he has a bajillion children. Um, The Trump administration has granted ethics waivers or partial releases to about a dozen federal agency officials, freeing them from the full compliance with with freeing them from full compliance with ethics rules. That's according to documents released Wednesday by the Office of Government Ethics. <clears throat> this is the second wave of disclosures. Last week, the Trump administration revealed the ethics waivers it had granted to the White House to White House staffers, including Chief of Staff, however the fuck you say his first name, Priebus, Chief Strategist, you know him, you are afraid of him, Steve Bannon, and Kellyanne Conway. Uh, the new release reflects waivers given to agency staffers. For example, one was granted to Lance Legit, who is not legit, who last year lobbied to influence Medicare policy at the Department of Health and Human Services, and who is now chief of staff at that agency. Huh. I see nothing wrong with any of that. I can't even read the rest of this. It's just too troubling. At some point, that noise, it it kind of almost became like a soothing, meditative yeah, noise. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. I felt that way, too. I felt that way. That's why I kept going. Part of me relaxed a little inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he said the NSA and the FBI told Congress yeah, that yeah. Russia didn't influence the election. Right. It's a lie. It's That's a lie. That is a lie. I've got I've got a lot more. <laughs> yeah. It also looks like they might have gotten into at least some of the, the voting uh, infrastructure. I don't know if you heard that. I heard no. Little, I heard a little bit about that. They were definitely trying to. Oh, I'm sure they were trying yeah. to do everything. Yeah. And, and they, they, they had a little bit of success on that front. You've also seen them. Every election that's happening in Europe is the same way, the hacking there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. England, today, as of today, it looks like might be turning the tide just a little bit against Theresa May and for uh, Corbyn. Well, it turns out when your entire um, political stance is, I'm going to protect the entire country and we're going to be so safe. And then there's just like, I don't know, terror attack after terror attack after terror attack. It's really hard to defend the fact that you cut funding to the police. By like 20,000 <laughs> police officers. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not easy to defend that, yeah. and uh, people don't like it. Right. So, I will note, however, that at least in the London Bridge uh, terror attack, you know, those people got stabbed. I'm not saying getting stabbed is a good thing. It's not healthy. I don't recommend it. <laughs> It's not a good way to relax. You're not pro-stabbing. Not pro-stabbing. However, if that had happened anywhere in the United States of America, all of those people would be dead because they would have been killed via gunshot wound. Just saying. 
Yeah. And there probably would have been a lot more casualties, you know? Yeah. I'm not completely anti-gun, to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not anti-gun. But when you see something like that, you're like, well, getting stabbed is awful. Getting shot is probably worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not anti-gun, but saying that our founding fathers wanted us to all have guns when our founding fathers were armed with the equivalent of the BB gun that I had when I was 10. Yeah. With all the accuracy of a turkey. Um, It's a little different. It's a little bit different. (laughs) Just a little. Yeah. It takes like, what, three minutes to load a musket Mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm, know what you're mm -hmm, doing? mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for those semi-automatic muskets. Those those were those were pretty dangerous. Yeah. You did have to have, you know, uh, a company of slaves in order to but a semi-automatic musket was just a bunch of muskets taped together. That's correct. Just attached together. You just fire one after another all down the line. That's a great idea. I heard Andrew Jackson had a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my mother-in-law was in town and they went to the, my wife and her went to the hermitage. Yes. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Yes. Um, it turns out, and I was a little bit shocked about this, not everyone has a working knowledge of the Trail of Tears. Oh! She didn't know much about it until she went there. It was it was confusing to me. And I'm, I'm not saying this to be rude to anyone, but I thought everyone knew about, you know, Andrew Jackson being a terrible, terrible human being. <laughs> yeah. As did I. As did and I. Apparently, not everyone. They thought he was nice to slaves and, uh, you know, didn't, That's didn't do things. So, for the Hermitage's part, did they... They actually talk about it. They educated it. Yeah. about it. That's good. That's good. They talk I mean, about the Trail to. of Tears and the fact that, like, he was really nice to the slaves that were good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the slaves that did exactly what he wanted. He the, was nice to them. The obedient ones. And yeah. then when they had the option of leaving... Um, leaving his estate, all of them except one left. <laughs> Which is a pretty telling situation, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been there? I haven't been there. I imagine it's huge. And, uh, you know, there's lots of ground. Yeah, I haven't such. been. I Essentially, all I know about it is that and that Donald Trump loves it. Yeah, that was He went there and dry-humped Andrew Jackson's uh, gravestone. Corpse. Yeah. Well, I mean, he couldn't get down there. (laughs) He's lazy. He's not going to dig it up. He was just on the ground, just, yeah. (laughs) Woo! Give me some of that presidential spirit. Jared, are you boomeranging this? (laughs) Good. I... I feel like he would have tried to get Jared to dig up Andrew Jackson if he'd thought about it, just to take him with him. He's in charge of that. <laughs> yeah. That Jared, Middle East peace. Jared Kushner, yeah. he's in charge of peace in the Middle East, uh, you know, reworking government so it's more efficient, digging up corpses of presidents. He's in charge of finding us donors. <laughs> it is delightfully, um, delightfully racist. The way, and we've talked about HUD before, right? The reason that, um, you know, Mr. Sleepy Man is running HUD is because he's black. 
Um, the reason he probably put Jared in charge of Middle East peace is because he's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he thought that he would walk into the Middle East and they'd go, one of us. <laughs> wow. I hey. Mean, choices in the mind of this man are so simple. You know what I mean? Well, he's Jared Kushner is really good at everything. Education, that's a lady's job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I just found this out this week. Uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Everyone talks about, well, everyone, everyone in the administration, only them, talk about how Jared Kushner is great at everything. One of his biggest projects before this was buying a big skyscraper in New York that his family's about to go bankrupt on because <laughs> they took out a multi-billion dollar loan to buy the skyscraper and they can't find anyone to rent space in it. Oh, wow. That's the person in charge of Middle East. There you go. Sounds like a <laughs> recipe for success right there. Uh, well, guys, there was a lot to get through this week. Um, we're catching up of all the shit, and hopefully you are too. And there will come a day where we will see the light, and the light will be in the form of uh, some sort of trial or... You know, maybe someone has a heart attack. You know, I'm not wishing anything negative on anybody, but I am. I I'm not I'm not rooting for heart attack. Yeah, I want everyone to be healthy and well. Um, but if Donald Trump wanted to realize that his secret passion all along was just golf, because he really loves it. Yeah. Way more than being president. Oh, than anything. I mean, if you look at the percentages of being president versus being golfer, it's skewing pretty heavily towards right. one side. I think he should just go for the senior PGA Tour. It's a good goal. It's a Might good as goal. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the golf courses. He can practice all he wants. Just give up being president <laughs> so you have practice time. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Pence can be your caddy. Take him with you. (laughs) (laughs) Please, for the love of God. And find something for the Speaker of the House to do while you're at it. Uh, I mean, he he can wipe the balls down. All the balls. He's probably pretty good at that. I think he's pretty sweet at wiping balls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife! We'll be back soon. We love you.